One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hello, I'm Andy Zaltzman. This is episode 134 of Top Stories, the 134th delve into the archives of the Bugle podcast. And we're going back to episode 226 in March 2013. The world acted late on the Mali terror crisis. The French military intervened, albeit rather briefly. Here I am with John Oliver. Top story this week, give me a mess! Mess, give me poverty! Poverty, give me Islamic insurgency! Islamic insurgency, give me a painful history of colonialism! Painful history of colonialism! What have you got? Mali! It's, it's Mali news now. (laughs) Africa. Andy, it's the wonderful land where humanity originated and where humanity has frequently attempted to destroy itself. It really is a place of limitless potential, very much like the snooker player Ronnie O'Sullivan. Incredible talent, but it's got its problems, Andy. (laughs) And Mali is experiencing what most human rights watchers would describe as an Islamic militant cluster For a while now, the international community have tried desperately hard to solve this problem by ignoring it as ferociously as they can and hoping that it goes away, crossing their fingers, Andy until they nearly break, but unfortunately, (laughs) that tactic, which has been so popular in the past, for some reason, just doesn't seem to have worked out this time again. Uh, Quite a lot has been happening there over the last month, but you wouldn't know that if you watched most of the news (laughs) on television, which has preferred to cover stories about cats getting stuck in dishwashers (laughs) and things like that. If not that, something closer to that than really you have to be comfortable with. (laughs) 
Yeah, the uh, desert-based terrorism-related crisis, that was uh, maybe not all the rage a few weeks ago, but at least some of the rage, has been uh, rumbling on like a dieting glutton stomach. Uh, and although the uh, Al-Qaeda-related terrorists boo, boo. were uh, initially repelled, according to reports, they've now established mountain strongholds in the lawless northern area of the country. Oh, change le disque, Al-Qaeda, is that all you've got? So, pipe <laughs> down, fellas. Yeah, uh, now we seem to have been repelled by armed forces and not really got too much PR traction with the public, for whatever reason, so we need a plan B. Anyone? Yes. Yusuf? Uh, boss, uh, how about establishing a mountain stronghold in a lawless area? Oh, hang on, Yusuf, let me guess. Fit it up with caves, tunnels and landmines from where to run a guerrilla war with no foreseeable end. Have you been reading my notebook, boss? Remind me never to go on a skiing holiday with you, Yusuf. Come on, fellas, I just feel creatively we've been there and done it. Any takers for running for office through democratic channels? OK, I see I'm on my, I'm on my own on this one. OK, we'll go with Yusuf's plan. Andy, just let's pause to... Just acknowledge an outstanding Malian Islamic militant impression there. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it. They're in deep cover, aren't they? <laughs> you went through the gears there. <laughs> so let's let's bring you up to speed as to what's been happening. Initially, the French military got involved, and I know that sounds like a grammatically incorrect statement. The French military historically doesn't really like to get involved in anything, Andy, unless it's a surrender competition <laughs> or a bake-off of some kind, both of which... They've proven themselves to be excellent at in the past. Outstanding track record, Andy. Uh, Man, they... America has really got its claws into you, John. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to be honest, this particular gripe was there before I moved here, Andy. It was just exacerbated. Uh, the French have been going going from town to town uh, over the last few weeks and clearing the militants out. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, French-led forces entered, t- entered Timbuktu and secured the town without a shot being fired. And that's just how the French army likes it, Andy. <laughs> I believe 85% of them are officially registered as being allergic to loud bangs. <laughs> You're right, that one may have had an American influence to it. <laughs> uh, the paratroopers, the French paratroopers, crept into Timbuktu apparently during the night, advancing from the airport, and residents instantly took to the streets to celebrate. Uh, the French troops immediately set up an emergency boulangerie and a small but excellent <laughs> vineyard, Andy, consistent with the French army slogan, no man left behind without an outstanding baked treat. <laughs> that, that's a compliment, Andy, so that can't be offensive. <laughs> they can bake, is what I'm saying. Test- testify. I mean... That's just a fact. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't argue with that. They're outstanding bakers. <laughs> if they could fight like they could bake, they'd be the dominant world superpower. Yeah, well, those, that is a tricky multitask to pull off, isn't it? <laughs> As uh, When Joan of Arc was probably the closest who came to it, and arguably <laughs> she took both sides too far. <laughs> <laughs> but Marley remains uh, in dire need of humanitarian assistance, uh, uh, according to John Ging. Director of mm-hmm. Operations for the Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs. And uh, he said, uh, he also said that there's a great need for educational support. He said approximately 200,000 children in Mali are not getting any education and haven't had any for the last year. And at the moment he said this, millions of school children across the world started looking up potential employment openings for Daddy and Mummy in Mali. School's <laughs> out for summer! School's <laughs> out for endemic poverty and chronic political instability. Of, of the many things that we were too late uh, to assist with after intervening, it turns out that we were too late to stop insurgents from setting fire to a library as they left Timbuktu, which contained thousands of priceless historic manuscripts. And that is a classic D 
dick move from the insurgents, Andy. They just love to ruin nice things for no purpose whatsoever than to cement their reputation of relentless prickery. <laughs> I think that's because it's consistent with their insurgent slogan, if in doubt, be a gigantic dick bag. <laughs> uh, the mayor of Timbuktu spoke of the devastating blow to world heritage after two buildings that held manuscripts which dated back to the 13th century were torched by these complete shitbags. Uh, the manuscripts that survived the fire were also then reportedly taken away by rebels. So, hold on, because that logically makes no sense whatsoever, Andy. They set fire to the manuscripts and then ran off with the manuscripts <laughs> that they managed to save from the fire they started. These people are f***ing morons! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the heart of it all, those... Uh Perennial dicks, the Islamic extremists. Now I know we Brits, uh, John. We traditionally like uh, to support an underdog in any concert, uh, in any yeah. contest. But um, these guys are really hard to warm to as yeah. uh, a neutral. They are, you know, at best aggressive conversationalists, and their PR skills are well minimal. Uh, they're an offshoot of um, Al Qaeda, the main group involved. Al Qaeda, uh, the most tedious minority interest pressure group of the millennium, and leading the way is the Islamist group Ansar Dean also known as uh, variously as the Boom Boom Bastards and the Desert <laughs> And they have... Um, they've banned a number of things, John, as, uh, as these, these fellas like to do. They've banned video games. They've banned both Marlian and Western music. They uh, banned bars. And they also banned football. Whoa. No, 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 well, no. No. That is, that is one step too far, Ansar Dean. Video games... Yeah, they're a bit childish, but lots of parents have been there when they want their children to concentrate on their homework, or in this case, on spreading a gospel of hate. So you can just about understand <laughs> banning yeah, that. Marlian sure. and Western music, well, John, uh, I'm not up to speed on uh, Marlian music, but uh, Western music, well, let's be honest, there's been good and there's been bad. And you might be throwing right. the baby out with the bathwater, but on balance, it's probably a zero-sum game. Now, you can live without yeah, it. Banning bars, well, it could be a much-needed boost for the traditional country pub in rural northern Mali. So, again, that's fair enough. But football? What the f***? And anyway, why don't you like football, Lansodin? You should love football. It has arcane, outdated rules, an opinionated fan base, and traditionally it <laughs> hates gays and has almost no time for women. It is a bastion of gender inequality and prejudice. That should be right up your shoot. <laughs> but so, I mean, one of the... Key question is why? Why are Britain and especially France helping out here when they've shown that they've been able to ignore it as well as the rest of the international community for so long? For France, Mali, of course, used to be part of the French African Empire. For Britain, many of Mali's close neighbours were part of our. How shall I put this? Part of our empire, or as we prefer to call it, our exclusive club of forced international <laughs> friendships. Yeah, if it was happening now, we'd call it Le Collection British. <laughs> this, and so the response to the French intervention has been largely hugely positive from the people of Mali, but you could understand if it also came with a little suspicion. You could not blame them if there was a sense of, oh, hello. You again? How long are you staying for this time exactly? <laughs> Just a few weeks? That's funny, because I remember that's exactly what you said last time. It's hard to know if France and Britain are doing this out of a sense of responsibility or a sense of guilt or some combination of the two. Because as a British person, Andy, you certainly do look at a map of Africa, you look at so many regions of the world, and you think, whoopsie. <laughs> 
Maybe we should have given all of that a bit more thought. It's just we were so busy at the time wondering exactly where would be the best place on our bedroom wall for that elephant head. <laughs> so I guess in that context, John, with the threat of an Islamist takeover rearing its plug-ugly head, intervening was ethically the very least we could do. And yeah. politically, the very most we could do. <laughs> now, the latest is that after this intervention, France is making it clear that it would like to start pulling out its 4,000 troops by March. Oh, that's this March, Andy, <laughs> the one that is happening as of today. <laughs> that March, the March that we're in now. It wants planning for a transition to begin now so that a handover can be fully completed by April. That's this April, Andy, <laughs> the one that starts in just over four weeks. And the French Foreign Minister said, from the moment the security is assured, we can envisage, without changing the structures, that it can be placed under the framework of UN peacekeeping operations. Wow. Again, Andy, it is amazing how quickly an intervention can be completed when there are not massive amounts of natural resources involved. <laughs> OK, good luck with everything. See you later. Fingers crossed, guys, we will be rooting for you from over there. <laughs> uh, yes, we're, we're quite all right for sand, thank you. Yeah, because things are, <laughs> things are by no means... OK, over there, as you mentioned, Andy. And we may be rolling out the Mission Accomplished banner with a W. Bushian level of prematurity. <laughs> the Nobel Prize-winning writer, uh, Wole Soyinka, uh, said uh, a rather beautiful sentence about this uh, rather disturbing situation, talking about the kind of the pointlessness of this, this kind of Al-Qaeda offshoot. He says, The world is facing viral mutations of the human psyche. Now... It's assumed he was referring to the terrorist threat in Mali. It is feasibly just read a step-by-step -step explanation of the global banking crisis. It's even possible that he had just watched The Love Guru. But any, any oh. other, it's still a nice phrase, a lovely phrase. Andy, how can you see the crisis in Mali, the world banking collapse, and then use those things... To throw a punch about the love guru. Well, you do not understand what you're missing with They're all part of the same continuum, John. They're all, you know, unavoidable. <laughs> they're all basically avoidable atrocities. <laughs> that was another top story. Thank you for listening. Now do pop over to the Mothership and listen to the latest issue of the Bugle podcast. It's very much like top stories, but longer and from now, not then. 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth, Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss Lime Bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. <laughs> 